We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. We are breaking down all aspects of Yankee baseball. This is the Bronx Pinstripe Show with your host, Andrew Rotondi and Scott Reinen. Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Bronx Pinstripe Show. Aaron Judge is awesome. The Yankees, not as awesome. Scott, what's up? Well, that's not true. They are awesome now that Anthony Rizzo's back. Anthony Rizzo coming back, huge deal. They're awesome again. That's what I say. (laughs) Okay, it's declared. The Yankees are awesome again. Obviously, lost two out of three in Milwaukee. Um, the Sunday game was interesting towards the end. That's the word I'll use. Interesting. Had to make it uh, a nail biter, even though the Yankees kept tacking on runs. So I guess, you know, give credit to the offense for, for falling behind because of Garrett Cole coming back, tacking on runs, pitching staff gave up a little bit more, tack on more runs, pitching staff gave up a little bit more, made it. So it's basically a, a, a one score, or excuse me, a tying, tying run at the plate in the ninth inning. I was already preparing my angry tweet had clay holmes given that up in the ninth but luckily he didn't no thankfully he didn't because it was going to be a shit show and you know where the blame was originally going to go back to it was going to go back to that first inning it was going to go back to the first inning going back to the guy that was supposed to be the stopper here going back to that same thing that we've been talking about for weeks and i feel like a again beating a dead horse but at the same time 
it's very difficult to get past it. It's very difficult to get past it. When I see that guy take the ball, understanding what happened, needing needing to get a win, and just, again, starting out with zero control and then giving up the big shot. Um, it's that, that to me is like what I'm looking at when, when shit's hitting the fan at the end, I'm like, you know what, that this shouldn't have happened because they should have never been in this situation. Garrett Cole's five inning performance and, uh, you know, kind of had to battle through the fifth inning lucky. I don't want to call it lucky because he did get the two big strikeouts. So he pitched his way in and out of trouble in the fifth inning, but just a just an utterly mediocre start on a day in which they needed him to be really, really good. Like you lose the first two games of this series, you get the bad news on Montes uh, after the Friday night game. Tyon gives up another bomb as as he does, and and Garrett Cole comes out there and and just immediately puts you in a hole. It's it's yet another letdown from who's supposed to be the ace of the staff. And I thought that you know Kay and Nelson on the broadcast were. We're making good points and valid points against Cole. Nelson kept talking about his mechanics being off and him not being able to locate. Like, obviously, he was throwing 101 miles an hour in the fifth inning. Like, no one's. But no speed one's... doesn't matter. We know that. The, the, no. the velocity doesn't necessarily matter. Speed doesn't matter when you're driving. What's <laughs> a what are you freaking uh, Allstate commercial over here? Um, well, it's true. It's true. You can throw, even like you look at Montas, injured injury, which we'll talk about. Um, still has velocity. The velocity that, isn't it. Actually, though, for Montes, sometimes the velocity can, but in a lot of times you don't see that. Well, it was interesting because it, I was reading a, an article. I think I forget it was in the Post or something that they actually, for the first time since joining the Yankees, they noticed a dip in Montes' velocity on Friday, and obviously he he had the soreness after the game. So I know I'm not I'm not calling into question Garrett Cole's health. Um, if if it's mechanical, then I guess that's a good thing. It's like it's fixable, but I mean the the home runs, the amount of home runs that he's giving up, it's just it's just I, I I'm at a point where I I don't trust him, and going into the postseason not trusting your number one starter is is just it's really it's a really uneasy feeling. It is an uneasy uneasy feeling, and our number two guy really is uh nestor cortez at this point it's like, nestor there's cortez. no doubt about it it's 100 nestor cortez and this team at this point just needs severino to be back right because like yeah you're you're not relying on montas at this point i guess we'll just talk about it now <laughs> he, he's gonna have an m or he had an mri on his shoulder and i guess the update is he he he's missing his next start but this is worst case scenario for for this trade so far he, he he's traded we know he's got the shoulder issue you know, July 6th, he had an MRI with Oakland confirming shoulder inflammation. He was shut down. He didn't go on the IL. There's some belief that um, there's some belief that Oakland didn't put him on the IL and rushed him back purely to trade for the him. trade deadline. Right. So he comes back July 21st and he makes uh, two starts with the athletics 21st and July 26th. He's traded to the Yankees. His first start with the Yankees is on August 7th. Okay, so pre uh, pre injury, Montas this year had a 3.26 ERA, a 3.29 FIP in 96 and two thirds innings, 81 hits allowed in those 96 innings. Since his injury, so the two starts with Oakland and the starts with the Yankees, 10 starts total in 47 innings, he's given up 56 hits to a 5.66 ERA and a 4.76 FIP. There's a clear line in the sand here where he was good and not good. And it's his shoulder injury. 
Yeah. So, I mean, at least we have him for next year too, right? That's the, uh, the that's the silver lining is that we, we have a guy that, that can actually uh, pitch into next year. But no, the, the fact is they got him. Thanks, they got him injured. They got him injured is what it really looks like. And he's not the, he's not the guy that they, they believe he can pre pre injury. If we look at those stats and we look at what we all thought we were getting, you can't look at that guy because that's not the guy we got. The guy that we got is someone who was working back. And then, you know, we've talked about this a number of times. Like he was, he had some adversity coming back. He wasn't built all the way up. He had some family things that were happening. He was on bereavement list, I believe, for like the first week. But now it's like it's a nagging shoulder injury. And when you have a nagging sh- shoulder injury in season, what's the only thing that that usually what's the thing that can can heal that, especially for a pitcher? You know, quarter zone shot maybe, but rest. but that's that's not much. It's rest. You need rest. That's it. Like there's there's no way around it. Yeah. And I mean, hindsight's 2020, obviously I'm not even saying don't do the trade. I mean, obviously don't do the trade, but, um, hindsight's 2020 in the, in the sense that like the Yankees were just better off shutting him down immediately (laughs) for, for like a month and getting him back healthy for the September run. Um, but, but the, the, I'm sure they did medicals on him before the trade went down and, and, uh, CSI Bronx, uh, Cashman CSI Bronx cleared him. They did, they did the ocular pat down and they cleared Montes. Yeah, uh, did they did they send a doctor out or did they did they look at reports from other doctors? I that you know I don't know. I would love to know what exactly what that went through. What exactly they saw that made them feel okay about that. That is the information that I would love to know because where did you get it? What did you do? What were you looking for? Because um, clearly they missed something and it was a really big gamble. E- even if at that point, like I don't know how, I don't know I how. Know. Why do you say they missed something? I mean, I'm I'm not even saying they missed something. Like, okay, he he had he was shut down for the shoulder. Boone's comments, we pulled them from that SI article after the trade went down. The only hiccup might be his shoulder. Okay, so this is a known thing. So I'm sure they did they did an MRI and it was clean before the trade went down. I'm not even saying (laughs) clean enough. I'm not even saying that they missed something. It's just you're trading for a guy who was just shut down for a shoulder issue so the chances of him having another shoulder issue in the next eight to ten weeks are there so it shouldn't be it shouldn't be a surprise that this is happening no matter what the mri said on august 1st if you're looking for something in the mri you're looking for something that you believe is healed or will you know is on is on the complete mend and so if they are expecting that thing to pop back up again the trade becomes even more lunatic lunacy i don't think they had lunacy. a ch- they probably i don't think they had a choice i think they were in a position where castillo was already traded and he was clearly the next best option on the market and, i disagree with they this. just this is, they just had to take a gamble they had to roll the dice they did but then they also traded jordan montgomery that's where well, that's, that's where that I theory mean, goes off off the rails for me i i, I, I don't know harrison Bader's coming back with a vengeance aaron hicks is complaining about his playing time and and we've, we've got we've got a center fielder coming in through the door but no, I mean, again, I, I, I don't think, it, like we said a million times, I, I really truly believe they just didn't care. They thought Jordan Montgomery was replaceable. Okay. They thought Clark Schmidt, Domingo Herman can replace what, what Jordan Montgomery uh, is giving them. And, you know, to a certain extent, they're right. Because what Jordan Montgomery gave the Yankees was a back of the rotation arm. Okay, it wasn't it wasn't a top of the rotation arm like he's been for St. Louis. He was a back back of the rotation guy, which is exactly what Domingo Herman has been the last month and a half. 
No, I know that. But my point is, is that you're trading away another starting pitcher if you knew that there's a potential right. of this guy also getting hurt. That That's to me more of the, the point when you're looking at what you're trading for. And then also you're subtracting, you're getting an addition of a guy that's not all the way there. And then you're subtracting a guy that is there that we know is a known quantity. He's that type of person. It's it's just, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense if indeed they believed that that injury could come back up again. But my point is, is when I say they missed something, I'm saying that they felt good about where things were at that moment and that a little bit of rest would have been, and that in season, he was fine. He was going to be back. That's my point. Because if to me that they, they had to have missed something, if they didn't miss something, then they knew that that was a very good possibility. And if that's the case, that's reckless, especially for a championship, a season that was on, on, on path, on the path for a championship run. That's it, reckless. Yeah. And I mean, you just think about it, the, the big acquisitions, right? Montes potentially done for the year, like hopefully not, but, but is he going to get a playoff start? Why would you start him in the playoffs right now? Okay. So injury, you can't. not going to make a play, not going to make a playoff start. Benintendi, freak injury, but an injury, and you and and the other guy you got was has been injured the whole time. Okay, that this is crazy. This is what the deadline ended up. I know. I that's this is this is what I'm saying. Like it, in the moment, in the moment when we got these guys, in the moment when we're looking at the way that the trade deadline went down, and we got Frankie Montas. Yes. Okay. Great. Good. Good deal. We didn't get Castillo. That was the guy that a lot of people wanted. Um, didn't, didn't pull the trigger on the kid from the, the Marlins, which is what Ilya and I had in his, in his, in our, uh, in our plans. He's been but shit since the deadline. Yeah, has, but he? maybe it, how do you know who's going to be what on what team? Jordan That's Montgomery true, because is freaking Jordan ace on the St. Louis Cardinals. So um, just Sandy throw your Koufax. fastball. Yeah. So, you know, someone, no one on the Cardinals is telling him that his, his fastball is dog shit. Apparently that's what they were telling him here, but you go and you get, yeah, you go and you get Frankie Montas. As a fan, as all of us are looking at this, you're saying, okay, they see something that he's clearly, you know, this injury is not a big deal. You're moving past this injury and we can expect the guy that we thought. No, not the case. Clearly not the case. And that's a problem. Efros injured. Lou Trevino. Thank God for steady Lou Trevino or else this deadline would be just a complete offer. Um, and I mean, today's game, you know, judge two, two more home runs get to him in a second and Rizzo being back like to your leadoff point Rizzo being back three hits coming off of the IL uh, dizziness is behind him epidural behind him blood patch behind him an actual first baseman on the roster now it's a beautiful thing him hitting behind judge it, it's massive it, it really is so I, I mean I think you were kind of being tongue-in-cheek with like oh the Yankees are back because Anthony Rizzo is back in the lineup but I mean you're partially correct yeah I mean Tongue in cheek for sure, but at the same time, yes, I was being a little bit serious in the case that he does add so much. He just adds so much, not only protection for Judge, um, but but just a guy over there on first base. And you know, you're a different clubhouse guy as well when you're playing than when you're not playing. And I think that sometimes gets overlooked. You can only do so much as a as a guy that's a you know in the clubhouse and not playing and not actually going out there and being with your guys. I feel like when you are out there, there's just another level, another uh, another level of his presence that is a positive impact on the team. You know what so, I noticed today too, and you know maybe it was just because they both hit home runs and had good days at the plate, but like Judge and Rizzo in, in the dugout were just like shoulder to shoulder the whole yeah. game. Oh, they were yeah, they, they were just they, smiling they have a, they have ear a little to ear. There's no doubt. They, they got a bromance other. going. 
and it's and good. Judge it's a good thing for him runs. too. That's what I'm saying. Like he's a positive impact when he's in there, and I think when he's playing, it's just a little different. We were in our in our back end chat before the game. We knew that Manscaped was on the podcast today, and we were concerned because every time Manscaped runs an ad with us, there's always someone's always stepping up, and to to the to through to uh, yesterday, no one had stepped up. We're like, who's going to be the nut up moment of the week? Maybe it's going to be Rizzo coming back with three hits, but no, it's Judge with the two bombs now, uh, fifty nine home runs, two away from tying Roger Maris, three away from breaking it. He definitely earned himself the Manscaped nut up moment. We are smack dab in the middle of uh, fresh ball fall. It's the season of pumpkin spice, so make sure your crotch looks nice, Scott. The nut up moment of the week is presented by Manscaped. They are bringing the goods today with the Platinum Package 4.0. They've they've upped their package. That's right. It's a step up from the Performance Package because it's stocked with even more goodies. Got the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, which features cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents, an LED spotlight so you don't miss any spots, and it's waterproof so you can take it in the shower with you. The Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Trimmer, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, the Crop Reviver Ball Toner, the Performance Boxers, Travel Bag, and we've got a few new uh, new items, Ultra Premium Body Wash, 2-in-1 Shampoo and Conditioner, and Aluminum-Free Deodorant. I mean, th- they've essentially given you a spa in, in, in a box that's delivered to your house. A spa for your nuts. Just a spa <laughs> for your undercarriage. That's all it is. It's 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 uh it's refreshing is what it is it's refreshing and even if you don't aren't into trying all those additional items it's like i get it you don't want to be too adventurous slapping some crop reviver ball toner on you whatever to each their own i can't re- recommend the the trimmer the the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer it's by far the best trimmer i have ever used you can use it on your beard guys you can use it on wherever you got hair growing out of your shoulders shave your shoulders who gives a shit but it's a really good trimmer. Don't so shave your shoulders. Hold on. That, uh, PSA, don't shave your shoulders. Just don't listen to Andrew on that and do not shave your shoulders. At, at, I don't know. If you, if you feel like, uh, if you if you got like caveman hair shoulder, like just take care of that. That's, that doesn't look good at the beach, but it's fresh ball fall. So now now you just wear a shirt the whole time. Um, seriously, go give the trimmer a shot if you don't want to uh, get the entire package. But the Platinum Package 4.0 is well worth it. Go to manscaped.com and get 20% off plus free shipping with code BRONX21. We really appreciate everyone who has ordered. If you are on the fence, please use our code BRONX21. It helps out the show immensely and shows to support to Manscaped, who is sticking with us. So thank you so much to Manscaped, and thanks to everyone who has uh, listened and, and used that code on manscaped.com. Judge, two away from, from Maris. We were talking about this uh, right before. If if you're if you're picking the game to go to this week because they got the two versus the Pirates and then four versus the Red Sox, if you're picking the game when to go because you want to see the 62nd home run, what day are you going? That's a t- you're putting a lot of pressure on choosing when this man is going to hit home runs. Okay, so um, I'm probably choosing uh, the the latter series somewhere in the middle. I'm not I'm not I'm not going I'm not doing against. Pittsburgh. You're not so they're, they're playing Tuesday, Wednesday. You don't think he's gonna? I mean, th- I have. I, I'm serious about this. Right now, Judge is more locked in at the plate than almost anyone I've ever seen. Every single yes. ball that he hits is a missile. 
even the balls that didn't leave the park today were rockets. The first uh, ball of the game that he hit to center field, he got robbed. That was an absolute P. Everything. If the pitcher comes into the strike zone, he punishes the ball. And if it's out of the strike zone, he spits on it. It's not even a question. He's like, nope, that's a ball. Sometimes the umpire is going to screw him and call it a strike. He turns around and says, actually, Mr. Umpire, that was a ball. You know, I know that was a ball. I'm Aaron Judge, and I'm the best player in baseball. And I didn't and I didn't swing at it. And that's the reason. Look, this is I, I've been talking about this for a month and a half. Like this guy has been in, in a very similar zone. Uh, I know he's very recently just been been uh, he's climbing the average. He's he's getting the the batting average that apparently nobody cares about, but everybody kind of cares about it. Um, the uh, getting that thing up into a, a nice little a nice little place so we can start talking about a, a triple crown. But he's been locked in. You can't make mistakes against this guy, and he's been like that for for the majority of the season. I mean, he's he's you don't get this high uh, just for just for getting a a streaky run. Like you're you're that locked in all season long. The last time I remember seeing somebody like this was in fact Barry Bonds when you just couldn't throw a goddamn yeah. pitch over the plate to him. Yeah, it's like, oh, we joke, we're not joke, but we talk about how Stanton goes on these 13 game runs or something like that, but that's 13 games. We're talking about an entire season of this for Aaron Judge. And yeah, Barry Bonds from 2001 to 2004 was was locked in like this. Okay, we all know why he was locked in, but I think one season he walked over 260 times. He was intentionally walked over 100 times. He had a 600 on base percentage. The reason being is because if you threw him a strike, it left the park. That's not an exaggeration. He would see one pitch that was a strike and he would hit it and it would go out of the park. And that's basically what Judge is doing. I know he's not hitting everything out of the park, but he's just hitting line drives all over the place. It's unbelievable. And getting Rizzo back is so massive. Putting Rizzo behind him whether judges lead off in Rizzo's two or judges two in Rizzo's three, having Rizzo there and having Rizzo healthy and good, you you can't pitch around judge every time. You're still going to pitch around judge sometimes. And in the playoffs, if you're picking your poison, you're never going to pick judge as your poison because of what he is. But having Rizzo there and hopefully having Stanton there or Glaber, who's been pretty good, like it actually gives this lineup a chance. No, it absolutely does. And you're right. I think that's the other piece of Rizzo is he adds he adds that protection that is just so very needed for for Judge, especially coming down the stretch and into the playoffs. But yeah, man, this is fun to watch. And the fact that he's actually hitting for average and you know, he's not your prototypical home run hitter that is, you know, three true outcomes. This guy is a complete baseball player, not only in the field, uh, but at the plate, where whereas he can, you know, he will take a ball uh, and go the other way if it's given into him. He will hit a ball up the middle. He will do those little things and just make very good contact. So he's been he's just been so much fun to watch, man. This has been really just like a, an absolute joy watching him hit this year. It really has. And I, uh, of course, I want him to win the Triple Crown. He's two points behind Arise. So he's got a 316 batting average tied with Bogarts at 316. Arise is 317. Arise has been leading pretty much the whole year. He was up around like 340 or 350 at one point around the All-Star break, I believe. So he's certainly come back down to earth. Judge with the way he's going, like he's going to be hitting 320 soon. So I, I I want him to win the Triple Crown just because then I want like people to vote for Otani for MVP and then have to explain why they didn't vote for the Triple Crown winner on a first place team for MVP and they voted for a guy who's of course amazing. Like no one's shitting on Otani here or, you know, for the 15 games under 500 hundred angels. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be fun. 
Yeah, I mean, this is if he's he's in the running for it. Just the fact that he's in the running for it is. Uh, no, but he has to win. First... He, he has to win it though, because if he's no, if... I'm saying for the Otani piece of this is what you're oh. saying for 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 that for for some guys to like not have to go to the Otani. I can see Logan getting visibly frustrated when even I mentioned this. But the um the you know the the conversation about about Judge and Otani, you know it it's still there. But you have a triple crown and the fact that he's in it, like. I don't understand how you could possibly how you could possibly look against this guy, especially with the team the way that it has been, with him literally being the most valuable baseball player uh, out there because he's been carrying this team a lot of times by himself. So, you know, letter of the law, you want to use the stats, fine. You value, you want to look at the name of the of the actual award and, and call this a, a value uh, a value sh- a value award. Then you have both of them. You have both of them for this guy. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. You know what we might be witnessing? The best instance in sports history of a player betting on himself. Yeah. Like, in a contract year, there over the course of time, I'm sure we can like go and look at the actual situations across all sports. Guys bet on themselves and have to go put up or shut up. And plenty of guys have put up and then they get paid. But no one's ever put up like this, okay? No one has turned down a, a fair contract and then said, oh, I'm going to take it to another level, people. 
No, that's it. And I wonder how much of this, like you're looking at what's happening in football even right now with Lamar Jackson walking into the uh, walking into his his contract year without a contract too. Seeing what Judge is doing over there, like you know, maybe maybe we just uh, make this a thing and bet on ourselves. Very different type of situation because one guy uh, could get annihilated, uh, and then then that's it. Uh, but I think a lot of guys do look over at what he's doing right now with the whole betting on himself, but it takes a talk about, talk about a freaking massive amount of balls. That is a massive amount of balls to, to turn down the money that he did to go in and, uh, understanding that, you know, there is an injury piece of this that can certainly change what your future is. Judge looked at square in the eyes and said, F you let's go. So he wins the season long, nut up moment. Yeah. Season long, nut up moment for sure. So looking at like I just did a quick search on like the best contract years and I find it so interesting. Like one of them on the list is is Carlos Beltran in 04 and he had a 133 OPS plus. It's like all right, like well, nice his season. playoffs that year. He hit like he set like a playoff record for home runs or something, didn't he? Yeah, no, he was really good. Now the the the, the key to this is that uh Barry Bonds in 1992 is on here. He had a 204 OPS plus. Had an unbelievable season. Look at those stats. Judge has a 209 OPS plus. He was better than Barry Bonds going into his walk here. Just that's crazy. Think about that. Uh, it's also crazy. People always just think of Barry Bonds as the steroid out freak. He was he was also like a freak pre steroids, and who knows what he was doing in the early 90s. He could have been on all sorts of greenies and amphetamines, like you know whatever. But yeah, he he was he was he was unbelievable as well. So 204 and then Judge 209. I don't think people understand. It's like he's been twice as valuable as a league average offensive player. Two, he's been two players in one. Oh, that's the argument for Shohei Otani as well. He's two players in one. Oh, conveniently so has Judge been. Yeah. I mean, again, the the longer this thing goes... The argument is just not really there anymore uh, if you're looking at what the person is doing in season for their team. And that's what it should be focused on. So let's go back to the Friday and Saturday games, the losses. Fridays especially hurt because they had an early 5 nothing lead. And I thought it could have been more if they left two on in the first and second. And that was the game that Montes just couldn't hold. He gives up the three and homer to Adamas. And... um he, his velocity was down. He, he was just completely lost. And the, and the bullpen, the Yankees bullpen of Licky, Weissert, Herman, Peralta, Trevino, Eliza, and Holmes, they all pitched. Holmes in the ninth. So I thought this part was interesting. Um, Boone is out arguing balls and strikes in between the top and bottom of the ninth because Andujar got called out on a bullshit strike. Um, this delayed slightly Holmes's start to the inning. Like it was a, it was a little bit delayed. First pitch is right down the middle. He gives up a leadoff double to, um, I forget who hit the double, but he gives up a leadoff double to, to start that inning. Do you think that like that was just maybe some bad timing on Boone arguing there? It's like, okay, this is a moot point. We're in a tie game now. Like, Let your closer go out there and just get a clean ninth so we can try and win this in extras. I mean, I, I see what you're saying with the, with the timing. I feel like we're all... I feel like we get cons- the, the timing consideration is being magnified because of Garrett Cole and some of the things that he has talked about and the timing and how it messes him up. I don't think it really messes up a lot of other guys. So I, I think that um, you can still you know throw if you need to. You can still stay warm. And at that point, 
that that's all that's all they should need is is to stay loose, stay warm, and be able to um to to execute. So I I don't think it's a big deal. Um, you know me with with some of the Boone's arguments, like some of those arguments I just think are annoying and and shouldn't happen anyway. But uh, I feel like he just wants to get out there and and say something. I don't think there's really any purpose of it. Um, but at the same time, I don't think it affects them in a problem in a, in a negative way. I don't think it affects the homes in a negative way. Um, but I see what you're saying because I think it does. It depends on who the person is too. Are they mentally strong? Or are they not? I don't think Holmes doesn't seem like he gets affected by that. I'm not calling into question Holmes's mental capacity to block something out. It's just he's also a guy who's already a little bit of um, a loose cannon as far as his control goes. So it's like, why are you even going to mess with any sort of rhythm he might have? Um, just let him go out there and and be right. Because when he's wrong, we saw how 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 bad yeah. it can be. Um, so I, I was just thinking about that as I was, and, and I wasn't thinking this in the moment, to be fair, like this is a complete second guess, right? Like in the moment I'm like, yeah, Boone's out there. He's arguing. That was a bad call on, on Andujar. And then I saw how the bottom of the ninth inning played out. And I'm like, eh, maybe that's not the best time. This has also been, this is also not, you know, this has become unfortunately a little bit of a pattern. You know, the, the erratic control is, is something that's a, that that's just a, a problem, uh, seemingly since he's, since he's been back. So, you know, going out there and having a delay or not, like the guy is just not as polished as he was, not even remotely close to what he was in the beginning of the year. But at the same time, he's just not, he's not that same. uh, He doesn't put the same fear, I think, in in a lot of batters. And a lot of that is because he's not throwing strikes. Yeah, it's not even, I'm just looking at it now and I I want to get you guys' take on this. So I'm looking at his average pitch velocity and his pitch velocity in the latter half, in the later half of the season is actually going up. Now, I think of Zach Britton talking about how his sinker never worked when he threw it as hard as he could. So now his his pitch velocity, like his average sinker on September 16th was 98.8 miles an hour. And in theory, that's like, all right, well, great. Early in the season, it was like 95 touching 96 average. So that's like a big, pretty substantial thing. Not to mention the fact that he's throwing his slider. He threw his slider more than he threw his sinker. His, his last couple outings. His slider so, today was terrible, too. Does like, he just he hung have no feel for the sinker, and he's just trying to chuck it in there as hard as he can, and it's not sinking, and it's just going but everywhere? But it, it still has got crazy movement, though. But I see what you're saying. Like, if control, if you're going to be sacrificing control for the velocity, you know, 95 is plenty fast enough, especially with the type of movement that he has. If you're going to be able to control it better, like, give me 94, 95 controlled versus 98 wild. A hundred percent. But even at the beginning of the season, when he was throwing sinkers, um, like the catcher would set up middle, middle and the sinker would kind of just naturally go down and in and it would yeah. kind of go down and away. And now he, they're setting up middle, middle and it's going middle, middle. It's not moving to the same area. Do and you sometimes have, you see him get a good pitch. Do you have his, um, his break, the inch break on the sinker? Um, get it. Do you have those splits? Have Remember, um, don't, don't, it's also the, the, the lateral movement for him. That lateral movement, along with his quote sinker, it's it is that it's lateral it's a fancy and two vertical, seam. but it's a fancy two seam. That's what it, it's got some it's got some vertical, but the but you need to have yeah. It's just I'm saying like yeah, no, if you right. can't control that, it, it makes it more difficult. I think coming out of the hand, I think you can a lot of these guys can lay off of it. Whereas before, it it you know a lot of it's also mechanical too because where that where that arm slot is or where the ball's coming out, it looks like you know something else, and then all of a sudden that thing disappears on you. His vertical, his vertical um, break went is 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 down. It's down. I mean, in some games, you know, almost a half a foot. Where you know, I mean, that's that's a lot. You're in Brooks baseball. 
I'm on baseball savant. Baseball savant. Um, yeah, I mean, I, so this is. Are you looking at first half, second half, or pre-injury, post-injury? I'm actually injury. looking at it through injury. the game. Like I, because oh, okay. they have a wait. Hold on, vertical, vertical movement. Yeah, it's it's definitely down a little bit. It's just not. That's just an interesting. Same. That's an interesting observation, especially as you know, controls certainly down. His control is not as good as it was in the first half. Like that's we, that's the glaring obvious here with Holmes. But also, that's a good observation as far as the movement on his pitch. And to to my yeah. eye, looking, it's still moving like crazy. But I guess a little bit makes a big difference. Yeah, for sure, it does. For sure, no doubt about it. <clears throat> and then Saturday's game was just like you know the team had absolutely no chance in this game against Brandon Woodruff. Eight innings, five hits, ten strikeouts, and the only run came on the Donaldson home run. They went zero for eight with runners in scoring position. Tyone, I mean, I'm not going to say he was terrible. Five innings, four hits, four runs, but this is just like a typical Tyone start. He gives up a big home run in almost every start. His last start we talked about on a recent episode was the first home, first start since June. He didn't allow a home run. Every other start, he's allowing a home run. This is this is what Tyone does every time. It's going to be five innings, five plus innings, one or two home runs allowed. Hopefully it's a solo shot, but a lot of times it's a two run or a three run shot. It's become the Garrett Cole outing is what it's become. It's like, this is, this is, we're looking at a very similar type of thing here, but yes, he gives up the home run and you, you hope that he can minimize that damage and not make it a three run shot, two run shot. Um, but other, other than that, the, they couldn't do anything offensively. So it didn't matter. No, it didn't matter. Adamas second game in a row with the three run homer. He's got 30 homers this year. Willie Adamas. He was not I, that he, kind of, he's killing, he's killing the Yankees, killing them. He was not that kind of home run hitter with Tampa. I mean, he, I think he hit like 20 one season in Tampa, but 30 is obviously a lot more than that. Um, anything else you want to touch on from the series before we uh, do some injury updates and talk about Aaron Hicks's appearance on a podcast that I don't know. We still don't know what podcast, but we have the quotes. <laughs> The big, the biggest thing is, is to me, is Rizzo is back. You know, that's that's the biggest deal here. Rizzo ba- being back, I think, is going to be a catalyst for this team. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's got to be. <laughs> they need something. Needs- um, so as, as you said, Rizzo and Chapman return this series. We're gonna see Harrison Bader debut on Tuesday. Okay, he's going to be activated on Tuesday. Boone said, and he's going to be the center fielder. You excited? So, can, yeah. So, can we read Aaron Hicks's quotes now, too, please? Because this is very, very relevant. This dovetails nicely into the Aaron Hicks quotes, which are brought to you by WinBet, which is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. They're bringing the excitement of the win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. From boosted same game parlays to live in game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $50, win $200 using code XBLUEWIRE. Now's a good time to sign up, guys, if you haven't already. you got the NFL going on and the baseball playoffs right around the corner. So Aaron Hicks spoke on a, uh, on a podcast, and there was a post in the New York, uh, in the New York Post. Um, so Aaron Hicks, quote, as of right now, I feel the more I play, the better I'm going to play. That's not what's going on right now. Things are tough in New York. If they feel this isn't the right fit for me, that's their call. If I do go to another team, I know I can help them win. I expect Bader to come in and start playing every day, as he should. He got traded here to help us win. 
We need him to be himself to win a World Series. When I get opportunities, I'll try to make the most of them. But it's extremely hard when I play a game and then I'm off for three days and now there's another outfielder out there. So Aaron Hicks, who was benched in the middle of a game last week for just completely having his head shoved fully up his ass, is complaining that he does not play every day. You know... This is this is a guy that just needs to shut the f up for real. And you talk about the times when he has the opportunities when he's playing multiple days in a row and not sitting out for multiple days in a row. And the reason why the latest reason why he's not sitting or he's not playing is because of his performance, not only at the plate, but also like you just mentioned, exactly. complete head up ass, not able to play well, not doing the things that you're supposed to do, not paying attention, not doing the right things, and then letting the letting a ball just eat you up because you're so pissed off about the old thing, the old play. Can't look up into the stands of the fans because everything's so bad. It's gotten bad for this guy, and it's all because he's not playing good baseball. Has nothing to do with him not getting enough playing time, and uh, the fact that Harrison Bader is coming in is the reason. The reason why is because he's been struggling all year. That's the reason. Would you say the reason Jordan Montgomery is not on his team is because Aaron Hicks has been struggling? (laughs) That's actually a good point. We can blame Aaron Hicks for the Jordan Montgomery trade. Would you say that starting 37 of 42 games is being an everyday player? Say that one more time, Scott. Starting 37 out of 42 games, would you consider that an everyday player? That's 1,000% everyday player. Everyday player, right there. So exactly what you just be- said. That's like missing a, mi- missing a few days for, um, you know, whatever reason. But that's Rest. that's the ma- anything. Yeah. It could be anything. Could you that's could it. get a tooth extracted that's and miss a few days like that? So Aaron Hicks started thirty seven of forty two games from late June to mid August. In that time, he had a slash line of one ninety five, three twenty seven, three oh five, while playing pretty mediocre to shitty defense. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you hit 195 being an everyday player, and then you have the gall to say that I'm not playing every day and that's hurting my performance? Like, have some fucking self-awareness. I mean, seriously, have some self-awareness. It's really not that, it's not that big of a... And, and you're talking already about other playing for other teams? What are you doing? This is a first place team right yeah, now. Yeah, like he's already... Why, why, is, why is that coming out of your mouth? Why are you even speaking of other teams at this point? Just go out there and play. I mean... You don't know... You, that would be... This is a guy that's not checked in to me. You're not even you're not even mentally there to talk about. You're you're thinking about your future on another team potentially, like going down that rabbit hole. No, no, no. This is when you take that approach when you're like, you take the Aaron Judge approach and you look at what's in front of you and you talk about what's in front of you. You talk about the team and you move forward. That's it. I mean, he obviously sees the writing on the wall. Harrison Bader was brought in here not to just play center field, hopefully throughout the playoffs this year but also be the center fielder next year. Um, <clears throat> who knows what's happening with Ben Intendi. If he if he's back this year, he's going to be a free agent. I, I don't think the Yankees are going to be on it, in on him. We all hope that Aaron Judge is back, but for the 0.01% chance that the Yankees are idiots and don't offer him a contract, a competitive contract, and he's gone, well then guess what, Aaron Hicks? You're probably going to be the starting right fielder next year. Imagine that. Imagine the sell job the Yankees are going to have to do Letting Aaron Judge walk and moving on. Oh, no, no. We're, we're, we've got the second best Aaron. Aaron Hicks is going to be the right fielder. 
I know you all want Aaron Judd, but we've got Aaron Hicks and Aaron Boone. So we've got we've still got two out of the three Aaron's. We got two of the shitty Aaron's for you. Here you go. The um no, I you know I please I'm not even going down that 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 path. This is bait. I feel like this is bait right here. Uh the the whole Aaron Judge thing is uh it just needs to play out the right way. So I'm your situation the waters, baby. Try. I'm in the waters. <laughs> this is bait. Um I also there's also some news that uh, Oswaldo Cabrera has been um, taking some practice out in left field. Good, I have full confidence he can play left field. Every ball that's hit to him in right field, he <laughs> makes the play. Okay, I have way more confidence in Oswaldo Cabrera playing a good baseball game than I do Aaron Hicks, and it's not even close. Give me, give me uh, Cabrera in any position, any position over Aaron Hicks in left field. Like give me the 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 if if this or that type situation, and I will take Cabrera in any position over Aaron Hicks out there. But yes, him playing left field. I mean, he only played I think what three games in right field in the minor leagues and came up and has been playing uh, extremely well with a freaking he's, weapon. He's of thrown out two runners at the plate. He's yeah. thrown out two runners at the plate from right field and robbed a home run. Yeah, I, <laughs> okay. have, I have. What is Aaron Hicks' confidence? And you know what? At the end of the day, you know what he's going to do? He's going to try hard. He's going to try hard. <laughs> yeah. And he's got some pop, actually. He hit another home run today. Like, he's the home run he hit at Yankee Stadium, I think, went 400 plus. Like, he's got more pop than you think. Um, and he's never had at bat. I always think his at bats are competitive, too. Um, so, you know, he, I, I just think he provides so much more value overall to this team than Aaron Hicks. So, if we're just like trying to decide on a postseason roster position, Aaron Hicks has no business on this postseason roster. What's up, Logan? Oh, that, now, that would be something. I just, that I would just, be something. That would be something. I just have Jeff Passon tweeted out some Aaron Judge stats, and I think we need to read them for appreciation. So since since September 1st, Aaron Judge has hit 491. It's September 18th when we're recording this, by the way. He's got on base at almost a 590 clip. 59% of the time, Aaron Judge is on base. He's slugging 1.018. With a he's slugging a thousand. He's slugging, he's slugging a thousand. The one dot. He's slugging one dot. His OPS is 1604, which is... 250 points better than the next best hitter in all of baseball this month. He's in hitting 490 this 491 month? in September. It's September 18th, not September 8th. So you this know what's great? 17 days, or whatever, it, 17 games probably. It's insane. You know what's great about a 490 batting average? Even the nerdiest of nerds can't scoff at a 490 batting average. <laughs> 50%. No, you know what they can't scoff at? A 590 <laughs> on base percentage. That's what they can't scoff at. Yeah, it's crazy. No, it's it's unreal. Like I, like I'm serious. He's he's more locked in than any Yankee that I have seen, um, in a really long time. Like I can't. We've had stretches. Guys have hit home run streaks. They've had hit streaks. Whatever it is, I've never seen someone who at bat to at bat is as locked in as Judge and does the amount of damage. When he puts the ball in play, that judge does. It, it, it's really insane to watch right now. And true, true. The guy is... Uh, back it up. <laughs> yeah. uh, a couple more injury updates, then we'll wrap this up. So Severino is going to start on Wednesday against Pittsburgh, which is uh, great news. Very excited to see what he can be because now with Montes down, they really need Severino. Efros has started a rehab assignment with Triple A. Marwin, who was had that weird um, play where he was hit in the side of the head on a on a catcher throwing back to the pitcher, like I don't think I've ever seen that in my thirty years of watching baseball. 
Um, he, he was experiencing dizziness. He avoided the IL, which is good. Um, uh, Trevino is uh, back. He should be starting Tuesday. And uh, Carpenter is the one that does not really seem like we're going to get back. Um, Boone said he's, quote, not sure if there'll be enough time for Carpenter to return during the regular season. And DJ LeMay, who performed some light baseball activities in Milwaukee. I wonder what light baseball activities means. You know, not heavy ones, not wet swings, dry swings, light, light activity. No donut on the, on the bat when he's swinging. Zero, he's zero he's donut. Swinging a corked bat. A wiffle ball bat. Little wiffle ball action. Little <laughs> wiffle ball action. You know what's, what I don't like is not hearing anything about Ben Attendee. Heard nothing about Ben Attendee, and that's what I don't like. He's, he's the name I want to hear next, please. <clears throat> well, so that's what I'm saying. It's like that's why they're going to get Oswaldo some time in left field because yeah. they're not going to put Stanton out there. Um, and Bader coming back, you obviously slot him into center, judge into right. Yeah, Hicks is going to play a couple times a week, and that's all he deserves to play. And so Oswaldo needs to play some left field, and I'm totally cool with that. Um, all right. I think that's going to wrap it up for today's episode. Thank you all so much for listening. And again, go check out manscaped.com. Use code Bronx21 if you want to buy any of their products. Good job, Judge, on winning the nut up moment of the week. And he'll probably be the nut up moment next time after he has broken Roger Maris's team record. We'll talk to you guys in a couple days. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Bronx Pinstripe Show. Make sure you find us on iTunes and subscribe so you can get all new episodes directly onto your phone. If you do like the show, we'd love for you to take a minute and give us a five-star rating and review in iTunes. It really helps us out and allows us to create more shows. We're on Twitter at Bronx Pinstripes and the same on Facebook. You can always find us there talking Yankee baseball. Thanks again, guys, for your support. Really appreciate it. And go Yankees. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.